going on, you guys? And welcome back to the Chicken and Rice Radio Podcast. I'm your host, the Trainer Tevin Allen. Find me on Instagram at the Trainer Tevin. Find me at Facebook at the Trainer Tevin, and send me an email if you need to get a hold of me at the Trainer Tevin at gmail.com. How's it going, guys? I'm back, and uh, I'm gonna try to make it a little bit more engaging, a little bit more entertaining than the last couple episodes. I know that they've been a bit of a drag, and I'm going to try to just get things rolling on a little bit more upbeat tone, maybe have a little more uh, vocal inflection and not cut out so many horrible mistakes that I make. That way it seems a little more human. So today we're going to talk about uh, ab workouts, which is going to be awesome because I get questions about this all the time, and I'm super excited to get into this. You might be thinking, oh man, well, I've don't you have to be super skinny to be, you know, to have abs? Don't you need to like seven or eight percent body fat? Sometimes, yes. And I'm going to get into that right away. Generally, invisible abs are usually seen at right around eight percent body fat for most people. Now, Ab muscles are just like any other muscles of the body. So say you're doing curls and curls and curls, eventually your muscles are going to adapt to that and grow bigger. So what I'm going to talk about is ab workouts, but how to make those muscles grow bigger. And the reason why that's important is because when you you have big abs, your your abs are actually visible at you know 10 11 maybe 12 percent body fat depending on how big your abs actually are but the thing is is this makes it a lot more manageable in terms of what can i do to keep my body fat low but not necessarily so low that it's very difficult to manage on a day-to-day basis and that's really the heart of this because people want to walk around with six-pack but they don't want to have to I don't know, maintain seven or eight percent body fat. Because when you're maintaining those super low levels, if you're not 16 or 17 years old, then generally you have to try really hard. You have to eat right. You have to get your protein at the right time. You can't consume too many additional carbs. You have to watch how many carbs you're actually eating and then how much, you know, you got to maintain a certain amount of calorie. To, to maintain a certain amount of muscle mass. So there's a lot that goes into maintaining super low body fat percentages, but with with it being at 10 or 11%, it's a lot more manageable. You can maintain having abs or walking around with abs, which I think is, is what people kind of desire, and it does make it more of an attainable goal, especially if you're already sort of skinny, then we can we can get into that. So... Let's see. Most people usually have underdeveloped abs because they do incorrect ab workouts. So what I mean by that is is you've got muscles called hip adductors. These hip adductors actually go from your thigh, basically. I the the one specifically that I'm talking about actually goes from your inner thigh, but there are adductors that are on the outside of your thigh, but the inner thigh it goes to actually the the back of of your spine so it wraps all the way around your leg to the back of your spine and 
when we do certain workouts like sit-ups or leg extensions or planks, a lot of times what we're activating is actually our hip adductors and not our abs. And I wanted to get into this episode specifically to talk about how we could stop activating our hip adductors and start activating our abs. And as soon as we do that, you guys are going to see muscle growth in your abdomen. And yeah, so when people when people talk about growing muscles in your abs, I'm not talking about your stomach getting bigger. Obviously, there's fat on top of it, but your abs is your abs are separated by non-muscle sections, which is why they develop in these sort of for lack of a better word, packs. Um, so yeah, you've got these, these different quote unquote packs of muscle and those are what grow. Those are what grow, not the non-muscle sections that separate each of those quote unquote packs of muscle. So, so growing those, look at my notes here, uh, more proper form, uh, is, is more effective from curling your spine is the best way to describe it so if you think of your hips and you curl them towards your belly button or towards your lower chest even even if you're just sitting down and you're listening to this i want you to just try it okay take your lower abdomen roll it up and just really squeeze and tighten you should feel it a lot more in your abs than you would even if you did just a basic sit up now, if you're doing crunches, that's more effective than sit-ups. And the reason why is because when you do a sit-up, what you're doing is actually activating those those hip adductors. And your hip adductors, they're, they're constantly under tension. So your body uses these muscles that it's used to using the most. And the reason why I mean it's always under tension is because when you're sitting down, they're in a shortened position. And when you're standing up, they're in a more elongated position, which means that that muscle is usually tighter on a daily basis, especially if you have a desk job. When you have a desk job, you spend a lot of time actually just with your core relaxed, and then your hip adductors are actually tighter in that position. So what your body naturally wants to do is use its stronger muscles to perform the action when you want to use whatever muscle you're actually targeting to perform that action. So when you're targeting ab workouts or ab muscles, you really want to do more of that curling motion. And the reason why I'm saying curling is because it's the best way to really describe how you want to think about your spine as you're moving. And when you're when you're doing this at home, I know right now we're going through this COVID-19 pandemic thing. So a lot of people are working out at home. If you don't have any gym equipment, one of the best things you could do is just take a couch pillow or something small, similar to that, that isn't uncomfortable. And just try doing a sit up with that on your lower back. And the reason why is that's going to help you fully extend your abdomen. And then when you come down, you're going to fully contract by curling 
either because you could do a, a reverse crunch, which is basically lifting your hips all the way up, or you could do a normal crunch and curl your your top half of your torso down, which both of those are very effective. I would actually do a combination of both if I was working with you. They're pretty difficult to do initially because, like I said, you're not used to doing those motions. And a lot of people, when they do leg extensions, they're just using their hip adductors. So I'm really trying to emphasize if you're feeling low back pain or if you're feeling a tightness in your hips, then you're activating the wrong muscle. And you, if your goal is to hit the abs, you need to be curling the body in on itself as tight as you can and then the longest stretch that you can get and this is usually better in a gym type setting if you have um, one of those exercise balls or even a bosu ball if you know what a bosu ball for those of you who don't know it's kind of like an exercise ball but it's got a flat bottom on the on the base which is usually used for like balancing type um type exercises for people who need to work on stability muscles but it's really good to get that full extension so that when you contract you're getting a really nice contraction and that's really going to drive in the the muscle growth for for building the abdomen and this is true for like every muscle so if you're going to work out your arms or if you're going to work out your legs the the tightest contraction that you can get is going to be the best one in terms of building muscle so so one of your goals when you're going after abs in general is going to obviously be fat loss you don't see too many people that are holding on to a, a whole lot of fat that actually have abs, but you can sometimes spot them that have large enough abs that you can see at least an outline or a definition, even if they have some body fat on there. And usually what that means is that they have decent sized abs, but not necessarily low body fat. And that's kind of the goal with this, but... If your goal is to lose fat, keep listening to the podcast because I'm definitely going to get into different ways that you can do um, caloric deficits, caloric diets that are going to like help you drive the fat away. But I figured I did a couple episodes on nutrition and now I'm going to do one on fitness. So I wanted to start it right off the bat with abs. It's not actually one, it's kind of a muscle that I've been neglecting lately, which isn't, I mean, it's kind of my, my own fault, but I did want to get into it because I get asked this question quite a bit, and I do think that people need to correct their form. Uh, something else that I didn't mention is that there is a muscle called the uh, transverse abdominis, or TVA for short. You you can look it up if you don't believe me, but it's it's on the inside of your abdomen and the way that you contract that muscle is by sucking in, like inhaling as tight as you can and like holding it for like 30 seconds. That's what Arnold Schwarzenegger did all the time. So a lot of those pictures when you see him doing his front double biceps pose where he's holding his muscles, he's he's sucking in his gut because he has a lot of gut control. When that muscle is used frequently enough, it'll just be tighter, much like your hip adductors from sitting all day. If it's tighter consistently, it's going to consistently pull, which means it's going to pull your abs in just a little bit more than probably what you're used to. So it is something that your 
that you should at least practice from time to time is something you could do sitting at a desk or something that you could even do when you're driving in your car or just walking around. My wife thinks it's stupid. She always says, what the heck are you doing? Stop doing that. But I just, I don't know. I do it from time to time. Suck, suck in your gut. I'm not saying suck in air because there, there is a difference, but suck in your gut as tight as you can and hold it for 30 seconds. That's you exercise that transverse abdominus muscle and the tighter that is generally the smaller you you can hold your waist for a longer period of time and i'm not saying like sucking it in is, is how you have a smaller waist what i'm saying is when it's constantly tight it's going to constantly be in a shortened position um and then some of the other little tricks that you can do is throw more fiber in your diet. People don't generally think about fiber, I want to say, initially, but, and I'm not sponsored by this company, but I would say to use Citrusel because I have tried multiple fiber supplements before. Citrusel is touted as this, um, this non, what is it called? It's a, it's a bulk forming fiber laxative is what it's promoted as but it's actually it's not it doesn't have those laxative effects or at least not for me I haven't noticed it but the best part about taking that fiber in particular that kind of separates it from the other fibers that I've tried is that it doesn't make you gassy throughout the day which is definitely a plus when you're looking at things that promote digestive function so um, and, but I, I also don't take the full dose. So what it, what it suggests is taking two, um, two of the little pills because I take the capsules. I only take one, and I just take it before bed. I got my wife hooked on it. She she loves it. Um, it it just it's it makes you feel lighter throughout the day. You're not holding as much in your stomach, and even losing all of that extra extra crap for lack of a better word is actually just going to make you feel a lot more healthy in general. So I would definitely recommend that. So that's Citrusel. And I usually, I get the caplets. I can't stand the little gel thing that you mix in the water. Like that's, that's gross to me. And it just, it tastes like gel and nasty. And, um, yeah. So, so when you're doing your, your exercises, guys, it's going to be harder. So I did want to promote certain exercises above others in terms of, yeah, we should do more crunches than sit-ups. But if you guys want an ab workout right now, the two that I would go for and I would probably do, it's going to be hard when you, when you really hit the muscle, it's not going to be the same as just trying to do crunches or sit-ups. I mean, when you do leg extensions, yeah, you get the tightness in your lower back, you get the tightness in your hips, but you're using your core as a stabilizer muscle. So it's really a different feeling. It's going to feel a lot harder when you actually do the curling crunches for lack of a better word. So if you're at home and you're trying to use your own equipment at home, use a pillow, put it underneath your, your lower lumbar, and then try to do crunches all the way up and curl as tightly as you can towards your knees. And then when you're, I would probably do three or four sets of those and you might only be able to do five or six, honestly. 
Um, I, I, sometimes I struggle with, with just five and, and I'm not even kidding. Like I've got pretty big abs and I would, you know, I, some of that's genetics and some of that's actually, you know, hard work, but either way, it, it is a lot harder to do those than to, to use the hip adductors to help you make those movements. So just be pre- prepared to only be able to do five or six of them. If you could do more, that's great. Do more. There's nothing wrong with that. I would probably do three or four sets of those crunches and then do the reverse crunches as well. So three or four sets of those, which if you don't know what it is, obviously it's just a podcast. You could probably Google it, but it's as if you were sitting in a similar position to crunches. What you're trying to do is you're trying to bring your knees up towards your chest or even up towards the ceiling which is less of a curling motion but it helps you use more of your hips in terms of raising your hips off the ground and not necessarily curling and using your uh, hip adductors but i do want to emphasize when you're doing those people tend to gravitate towards momentum because it makes the movement easier but remember that when you're trying to build a muscle discomfort is going to give you the greatest amount of adaptation so try not to use the momentum as a tool to try to get you up for each rep you really want to focus on the muscle so when you do the curl i want you to realize yeah it's hard but that's ultimately what's going to drive the uh, that's what's going to drive the, the the muscle growth there so don't give up, guys. I think it's an awesome topic. Definitely give it a try. I think it's great. Um, it's it's not your traditional your traditional ab workout, but once you get the movement down, you're really gonna notice the difference. And I was super excited to to just bring this up. So I wanted to punch this podcast in there, episode three. So a little update on the audio. I've got a soundboard coming to help out with the uh with the microphone so that was the actual issue was i bought a microphone it didn't really work because it didn't have the right setup so now i'm getting something to really make my existing equipment work so so that should be in the mail here pretty soon i've got an interview coming up with somebody who i'm, I'm not going to say who it is just in case it falls through but I, I i don't think it will but i'm super excited and Thanks, guys, for for listening to this episode and uh, hang out, I guess.